Ladies and gentlemen, once again, let me welcome you to Riding Tiger with Arijit. And uh, I'm so sorry that today we are a little bit of late, about five minutes. But guess what? It's worth it. Because today I've got an amazing professor, a guy who has probably created a revolution in the field of nutrition. So let me welcome Dr. Michael. Dr. Michael is uh, the professor of nutrition and biochemistry. And oh my God, what a profile. Well, he's a he is basically from the School of Public Health in the Medical Sciences Campus, University of Puerto Rico, and adjacent faculty in the uh, University Central Del Cribe School of Medicine. Over to you, doctor. But before that, frankly speaking, I'm not going to host the entire event for you. I have an amazing friend of mine. He is from USA. Over to you, Jack. The whole podcast is yours. Thank you. You know, I need you. There's really no one like you. India gave birth to a son that is going to contribute to what the future of medicine is globally and the potential for human beings to be entrepreneurially building economies and establishing the strength of India's whole futures based on its democracy. So you're going to explode. It's, it's the season of India coming. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the founder of the Future of Medicine Foundation. And Arijit is producing through the World Leader Summit on the 8th and 9th of this coming month, November, uh, the uh, Future of Medicine Foundation Conference and Doctors Forum. And it has to do with the idea of the world is not healthy. People are dying simply because they don't have nutrition. They don't have a healthy lifestyle. They don't have the ability to eat food that delivers nutrition. So we have a lot of sad history this last two years, when all you need to cure the problem of COVID is nutrition. We prove this all the time, and the media's literally block it from being presented to you, so you could save yourselves, okay? So our foundation represents the future of medicine in its association with the National Health Federation. So I'm 75, I'm a global broadcaster. I'm like the godfather of FM radio here in America, Cleveland, Ohio, the rock and roll capital of the world. Right, Mike? Right, that's rock and roll. <laughs> that's who we are, the Rock and Roll Museum Hall of Fame. And uh, in 1970, we started the movement to protect our environment. Corporations and government were really making the environment a very sick place. So. We started the environmental movement, and in one year, the United States government, thank you, those guys are brilliant, uh, they started the Environmental Protection Agency, and it went global. Today, we have man's inhumanity to man from a medical perspective. We're delivering the future of medicine. But in order to do it, you have to have a global base that is entrenched and responsible to us through the United Nations, and there is such an agency on earth it's the National Health Federation. And it is the most powerful, most influential advocate for health freedom policies in the world, representing over 200 countries, directly affecting in, in the, the National Health Federation directly represents the rights of 7 billion people to nutrition and supplementation in food and in agriculture and to keep the poisons from the pharmaceutical companies and the chemical companies and the fertilizer from, from, from making food 
not healthy. Okay, so Dr. Gonzalez, imagine, is a member of the board of advisors of the Future of Medicine Foundation. He is a founder. He is also uh, a main leader in the International Society of Orthomolecular Medicine. Orthomolecular medicine, many years people do not know orthomolecular medicine just because of those words. So when we explain today in modern communications, orthomolecular medicine is nutrition-based medicine. If we are what we eat, I mean, there's no chemical foreign to the human body, a pharmaceutical, whatever, processed foods, preservative, whatever, those feed the body. The only thing that can feed the human body is food and food delivers nutrition. And today, the large corporate farming prevents the nutrition from being in the food. So we have a major war and we've got the world's leading institution to fight for our rights in every country on earth, the National Health Federation. So if you got a pencil and paper, I beg you to do me a favor. Write down the National Health Federation. Arijit, can we show this at the end of the show uh, in writing? So, I mean, we can write the national, uh, 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 www.thenhf.com. And consider becoming a warrior. Consider becoming a corporate advocate or becoming a consumer advocate. Become a member of the National Health Federation, and here's what I promise will happen to you. You will save human lives. You will actually acknowledge the fact that what you're doing to support the world's lead organization on earth to protect our rights to nutrition, food, and agriculture, you will be saving probably your children's lives or your grandparents' lives. So it's very important what Arijit is doing these last three days. Scott Tips, the president of NHF, was on uh, two days ago. Uh, Dr. Richard Cunyon's son. Dr. Richard Cunyon is the one of the lead founders of nutrition-based medicine over 70 years ago. He recently passed away, but he passed away as a member of our board of directors. So he put his legacy into the Future of Medicine Foundation. So it will perpetuate and reach more people on earth. So Greg Cunyon, uh, Olaloa Nutrition, was uh, yesterday's uh, uh, interview. And today, the, the very foundation that Dr. Um, uh, Richard Cunyon created with Linus Pauling, these, Linus Pauling is three times Nobel Prize winner. Everything about NHF is global, and it's powerful. And now you're learning about it. The media will block us, I tell you, many times from talking about something so valuable to common people. <laughs> okay. So listen, my brother, uh, Dr. Uh, Michael uh, Gonzalez, uh, you pick it up now, Doc. Oh, and by the way, Dr. Gonzalez is a member of the Hall of Fame of Orthomolecular Medicine. He's really one of the leaders. Well, hi, everybody. Let me tell you, it's, and it's, it's a great honor for me to be part of this movement. Uh, and Jack has been involved in these uh, world-changing uh, paradigms movements. So 
it's a, a real honor for me to be part of this. And let me tell you a short story. Uh, I had a chance to meet personally Dr. Pauling in a meeting in 19, uh, 1992 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I was finishing uh, my PhD in nutritional biochemistry. And I, I saw him and I said, Dr. Pauling, he was with a bunch of, of, of reporters and stuff. And I said, do you have a minute? And he looked at me, he grabbed me by my hand. And he said, I have all the time of the world, I'm retired. So he was a funny guy. <laughs> There's uh, also, uh, we sat down and we talked about for, uh, for about two hours about my ideas of vitamin C, peroxid, lipid peroxidation, tumor growth, all that stuff. At the end, I took him to his car and he gave me a pat on the back and he said, you know, I'm, I feel good because the field is, it's, it's going to be in good hands. And I felt so compelled by that. And actually it changed my life, I think. But the thing was that many years later in 2016, my name was cited by him in the Hall of Fame of Orthomolecular Medicine. So oh, yeah. his words became true. <laughs> it, it, it really got into other hands. And right now, I used to be one of the younger ultramoleculars. Now, now I'm, I'm the old guy in ultramoleculars. So. <laughs> but it's, it's fun. It's been a, a, it's been a nice travel. It's been an enjoyment. I've been, it's been a struggle at the same time. But we're here, man, to make a difference. And I appreciate Jack, Eric, and, and Greg, and everybody involved because I, I think it's a needed movement to really improve health, especially now with these pandemias, uh, the increase of cancer, heart disease, diabetes. So it's needed. It's very needed. So we're here to do whatever it takes. Bring it. <laughs> well, I, you know, you made me think of something that, that, that I hadn't thought of for about 30 years. And I'm 75 now, and you always do this to me, Mike. Okay. I'm thinking of my dad, and I'm thinking of growing up as the son of a funeral director. And I'm thinking of how much we love the ethnic families, the Romanian families, the Latin families, the Puerto Ricans, uh, 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 the Italian families in my community on the west side of Cleveland. And um, so I was actually in the embalming room in my father's funeral home at eight years old, standing on a wooden crate. And my father was showing me the important parts, the important organs of the human body. And he showed me the liver difficulty that killed the person that was in the funeral home, right? And I stayed with him studying the human body uh, uh, till I was about 14 years old and went away to private school. Uh, and, and I remember my uncle dying, who I loved so much because I would go fishing with him all the time and hunting, Uncle George. And um, I went into the embalming room and I saw the report from the doctor, the coroner's report. And um, it said that he had died of diabetes. So I start to cry. And every time I was in the embalming room reading the doctor report, you know, today it's COVID, COVID, COVID. I mean, we had a guy in Massachusetts shot in the head and they said he died of COVID. Okay. So, but in the old days, you used to get the truth. I mean, he died of diabetes. Okay. I ran to my father crying. I says, daddy, what is the story? Why does my uncles die from diabetes? What is this? Why did my aunt die from cancer? And what is the story? How many, how many of our friends at the church die of heart disease? And my father goes like this. 
I want you to be calm. And I want you to trust me. He said, Jack, you just described diabetes, cancer, heart disease. Those are old man diseases. Within the next 25 years, American medicine will cure cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. They are old man diseases. Let me tell you what American medicine has done from the perspective of being a funeral director's son. My brothers in the five funeral homes on the west side of Cleveland are now burying four-year-olds with diabetes, seven-year-olds with blood cancer, and literally heart disease in children. Medicine did not and does not cure disease. I just buried my sister-in-law, younger than me by 15 years, did not do nutrition. She got cancer. If I'm not mistaken, it was in the lower part of her body, the, uh, the gallbladder area. She was cured twice. The doctors are delivering miracles. They are, mir excuse me. They didn't cure the cancer the third time it came back. But I'll tell you what they did do. $650,000, three and a half years of complete horror in our family, and she dies. My brother Jim, his wife, his, 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 her husband, he gets the exact same cancer. He will do nothing, no chemotherapy, no radiation. He does nutrition. Six months, cancer-free. Diagnostics, insurance paid, diagnostic, 65000 Nine years later, cancer's never come back. He does a little nutrition. I feel sorry for the Black people in the world right now. I buried too many friends in my life right now, especially my Black friends, the, the founders of P-Funk, George Clinton, Mike Hampton, the Rock Hall of Fame the real guys that loved life. Why? Black people, their skin blocks the sun's vitamin D3. Like the whole of America and two-thirds, four-fifths, 90% of the entire world is vitamin C deficient. They're this close to scurvy, which kills you. Our black community is completely deficient in vitamin D. And no doctor's telling them to take nutrition. Nobody's explaining this natural function. And they get COVID and they die. And they don't get any nutrition. Okay, this is my reason for the foundation. Mike, you know it. Your background in dealing with orthomolecular medicine is spectacular. And we need you to talk about what orthomolecular medicine delivers to humanity, but I can't stand using the words orthomolecular medicine. I could see a bunch of people in the audience going, orthomolecular, excuse me. Let's just call orthomolecular medicine, nutrition-based medicine, and we're off to the races. Well, let me tell you one thing. We have a, a saying that 
we want to die young as late as possible. <laughs> and, and I think uh, nutrition can help us achieve that. And, and, and you bring a very important point. Uh, it's really sad that in medicine, nutrition is not used at all. And all medicine should be first nutrition-based because of the macronutrients of, of the things that you eat every day that can be used to, to you know, uh, against any disease, even infectious disease, degenerative diseases. And it's basic. The thing is, and we learned this from the Chinese medicine, it's balanced. The thing is balanced. And to use the healthier things that you can use, organic foods, uh, wild-caught uh, seafood, uh, grass-fed meats. If you're going to be, be eating meat, you have people that do not eat meat, which is, is also okay. But if you eat meat, you have to eat good meat, organic, uh, grass-fed, uh, wild-range, wild uh, poultry, uh, seafood has to be wild-caught. Uh, our our plate should be at least half of it vegetables and we should eat some fruits also vegetables and fruits and nuts that should be our mainstay in terms of nutrition uh and then to come to complement that we're going to need supplementation and supplementation with vitamin c vitamin d maybe zinc and right now quercetin magnesium uh things that uh that will protect us or that would oh, i would say optimize our immune system in order for us to be able to battle against the disease. A lot of people tell you in the CDC, the mask, uh, the dis distance, uh, physical distancing, uh, the use of alcohols, and, and that's okay, that's preventive. But if you get the virus, none of that, even the, the, the vaccine, none of that stuff is gonna work if you get infected. What, what will help you is your immune system. So we have to have it ready to work fast and effectively. And the only way of doing that is by nutrition and supplementation. So that's an issue right now with the pandemic, but you brought another issue. The long-term bad intake of food will lead you to degenerative disease like cancer, heart disease, diabetes. We have seen diabetes reversed by nutrition and supplementation, which is it's something that's in, said impossible. Impossible nothing, you just have to work on it. and. And everybody's different. You have biochemical individuality in every person, but every person will respond to a, a good program of good nutrition and good supplementation. You know, Mike, you did what uh, Scott Tips, uh, the president of the National Health Federation did two days ago in the podcast. And then Gregory, without any program, he did the same thing and you just did it. And it's good because the audience needs to hear it. Repetition, builds familiarity, familiarity builds acceptance, it's education. And you just helped me to deliver the same thought we've delivered twice in the last two days right now, okay? Diabetes. I'm thinking medicine cures disease. Well, as a funeral director, I absolutely know that medicine does not cure disease. I know that if you're in a car accident, and it certainly does wonderful things in very difficult circumstances from it. And mainstream medicine is now merging with integrative medicine, nutrition-based medicine. So miracles are beginning to happen, but where COVID is concerned, there's a different agenda. So here's a story about diabetes that I've learned. Mainstream medicine will, maintain and manage. I use the word maintain. It's actually manage. But when you manage something, what are you doing? You're maintaining it. 
They never cure diabetes. It, I've, I, have, I cannot recall seeing it. I can see it put into a managed situation, but it never goes away. The only place I've ever seen diabetes cured regularly, uh, uh, Dr. Jason Fong's book, and supported by nutrition, diet and nutrition. And you can say goodbye to your diabetes. Dr. Jason Fong, F-U-N-G. Thank you, Mike, for bringing that up because people think they have diabetes, they're gonna get help by a doctor. <laughs> they're gonna be managed. They're not gonna be cured. Same thing with hypertension. And all these things, you have to go to the root of the problem. And the problem <laughs> with medicine is that it, it, it kind of helps you with symptoms, but it does not go to the root of the problem. We have the to cause. go to the root of the problem. Yeah, and the cause. Medicine has direct and indirect effects. It has short-term, midterm and long-term effects. You could uh, change even the gene expression with nutrition. It has these, what is called epigenetic e effects on it. So you have short-term effects that, that you may uh, uh, influence uh, enzyme function. So you become better metabolically because you increase the function of enzymes that are the things that, it, that your body make metabolism occur. So you, you improve your physiology with cofactors, which are vitamins and minerals that are contained in good nutrition and supplementation. So that's to be like a short-term, mid-term effect. And then the epigenetic uh, gene modulation form that the nutrients have would also help you at the long-term become a better person. And you every, every, every time your body is reno renovating, so the thing is, if you give it the proper nutrition, it will renovate well. And that's the point, you know, and that's the issue that we say, die young as late as possible. <laughs> Eric, we cannot hear, I cannot hear Jack. Jack, you're muted. I was just saying out of Egypt, I can't thank you for the way you allow us to inter interrelate. And I thought, I, I know that you're sitting there holding on to a question, so forgive us. No, I'm just enjoying the conversation. Now, the only thing is like, uh, when we talk about nutrition, when we talk about uh, people's health, and uh, we try to compare that with medicine, people have a tendency to go for shortcut. And I define it as a shortcut because you know what, when you get cold, we have a tendency to go for a tablet and we feel that we are cured. But in fact, it's not the cure, it's a temporary solution. Until, unless you are healed from inside, it's, it's gonna stay with you and it's gonna disturb you for maybe after a couple of months. So what's the possible solution that you propose, uh, Professor Michael, so that people can understand this is not a short-term goal in life. And life is not shortcuts. Life is all about a journey and make it beautiful and stay young as long as possible. I call Jack as young in 75 with a lot of energy he has got. Right? He's a kid at 75. <laughs> so so what's, that, what's your mantra? What, what do you feel? And I'm going to probably connect 
the Sindhu culture, which is like 10,000 years old uh, medicine, which we used to use in Sanskrit and Pali long back. But before that, I would love to have your answer on this. Yeah, well, let me tell you one thing, uh, really. Uh, I have gone the whole circle. I started up with, you know, conventional medicine. I got an interest in Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine. And now I have come back to Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine because they have, they, they probably didn't have all the physiology, the, all the physiology, all the chemistry knowledge, but they understood how to manage energy. And I think that's the main issue. And, and it's easy. I mean, it's not that difficult. It's, you, you could start slowly, just increasing your hydration and increasing your intake of vegetables. That's something simple that everybody could start. Clearly, you have, it has to be a water that's not contaminated, and it has to be vegetables that are ground the right way in order to have all the necessary nutrients, uh, organic, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, I think it's, it's easy in that sense. But what you say, it's very important to educate people that it's, it's not a, a night and day thing. It's going to take time. You, most of the things, you have to build certain levels in order to, to, you know, to uh, achieve these metabolic and physiological changes. So it takes some time, but people are going to start feeling better. And, and only that, per se, uh, it, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Because what you said about these medicines, medicine will take care of symptoms, but probably have some side effects that eventually will create more of a problem than a solution. And it's fine, like Jack said, acute medicine. For acute problems, you have acute medicine and it's fine, Be, you know, because you have to decrease pain. Uh, maybe if your blood pressure, it's, it's too high, you have to decrease it in order to diminish your risk for a while, but that's not the solution. The solution is what's making you your high blood pressure? What's making you the, the unbalanced this glucose insulin uh, aspect of your body. And we have seen that this problem with insulin and, and diabetes, it's, it's huge. Actually, people that have insulin uh, resistance are the ones that had more receptors, AC2s, and that sense to make them more at risk for complications of COVID-19. So it's not only diabetes, it's all the, uh, the issues that bring these unbalances. And that's the principles of Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine. So we're reviving that. What Jack called integrative medicine, it's really going back to, to the history and understanding how these old cultures with their great knowledge really uh, attend these diseases from, from the first part, just knowing how to manage energy. I have dedicated all these pandemic times, which I've been mostly home teaching online. I have read maybe 200, 250 books looking for more knowledge in quantum physics to, in order for me to help me understand energy like the Chinese and Indian people did in Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. And I, I, have, I, have in, I have increased my knowledge. I don't have all the knowledge I would like, but I came out with a publication which is called Quantum Energy Medicine. It really summarizes this. But it, it's, you know, it's, it has a connotation of something uh, uh, multidimensional, but we live in a physical dimension. And what we need in order to start attaining this health, it's increased what we, our food, our, our nutrition, nutrition-dense food. So the main thing would be right now, vegetables and fruits and nuts with some protein, you know, but protein the right way. And only those changes, only those changes will help. And in order, if you increase some things that are needed, because everybody's different, and you may have certain 
uh, differences in order of nutrients. So for example, as Jack said, a lot of people are deficient in vitamin D. Even here in Puerto Rico that you have sun the, uh, all year, people are deficient because they may have enough vitamin D, but they don't have magnesium. And if you don't have magnesium, you cannot manage well vitamin D. People are, are low in, in vitamin C, which is almost incredible. In, in an in a advanced nation like United States and stuff, you have people with no vitamin C almost, and, and, and almost scorbutic. And that it, vitamin C is needed for everything. There would not be life on earth without vitamin C because vitamin C, it's the one that moves electrons in this photosynthesis process. It moves electrons in the, uh, in the oxidative phosphorylation in the mitochondria. So you need vitamin C. It's a lot more important than everybody gets credit for. And I, I, we have to thank Dr. Linus Pauling, uh, Ewan uh, Stone, and all these people that came out with, with all this knowledge of, about vitamin C. Uh, but the point is here, we have to really understand that our body, it's, 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 you know, it's basically the advancements go so fast that our body cannot get used to it. So we have to maintain what has been working for us for a long time. And it's been good nutrition and a balanced uh, life in the sense that, uh, we cannot exaggerate in anything. We have to balance everything, exercise. We have to keep movement. Movement is so important. You see these old Chinese people doing uh, these exercises, the Qigong, the Tai Chi. It is because life is movement. Once you start, you stop moving, you, don't, you lose your life. And that's why you see old people getting slower. No, you have to keep your movement. That's why these people exercise in the park every time they they. What they do in these exercises, sometimes what they do is they imitate animals, the movement of animals, because animals keep their movement, their, uh, they have kind of an art in their movements. And, 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 and that, that sort of thing is what keeps the electrons flowing. And that's what really life is, uh, oxidation reduction movement, electrons flowing all the time in a balanced way like the yin-yang symbol shows us. And the thing, what we can do quickly in the short term it's to better our nutrition and our supplementation. And I think the National Health Federation, Jack, and all this group, that's what we want to show the people. It's possible to have health, but you need to give the body what the body needs. And the body needs better nutrition and proper supplementation. You know, what's really invaluable is that we have to feed. You know, it's really unbelievable. Uh, the, the simple nature of how things grow, how they progress, how change is delivered through cross-cultural exchange. Cross-cultural exchange is the number one delivery of prosperity throughout the history of mankind. Cross-cultural exchange takes something very strange that feeds and takes care of this particular group of people and they introduce it to another group. There is a centerpiece of Chinese and Indian traditional medicine. Then Arijit hit a home run. I mean, back to the Sanskrits. I mean, what came out of what comes out of India in traditional ancient medicine literally defines medicine in the West, as does traditional Chinese medicine. So we have the two largest countries with a similar border focusing for thousands of years on the use of nutrition, herbs, barks, fungus, 
to to uh, uh, cordyceps. It, it, it's quite spectacular what 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 how this gets merged in and does define integrative medicine. But at the end of the day, we have to feed the agencies that can protect us. If we don't feed the agencies that do the science and represent us in the courtrooms and represent us in the halls of government and fights like uh, the Codex uh, Almentarius Commission, I wish everybody would share with their family and would write down www.thevnhf.com. We'll put it up at the end of the show. And the reason I say this is because you can go. I did all the work. I studied for over 45 years. Dr. Dwight McKee, uh, Dr. Ravisi, the Romanian influence is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, he's curing cancer after hospice, 50% of the cases. Uh, he defined the anabolic, catabolic qualities, the energy level, Mike, that you're studying, uh, uh, of every known element on earth to cure cancer. Okay. That, that's not being applied anywhere. You can forget it. Okay. At the end of the day, pharmaceutical companies are investing in educating the doctors in the universities. Doctors in universities get five hours to study nutrition. They get nine years of being forced pharmaceutical toxic wastelands of medicine. Okay. I don't get it. I mean, what is for what is fluoride doing in my water? <laughs> Go do the research. It's a toxin. It's it's insane. But someone's making some money. Okay. Long story short, gentlemen. Our future of medicine is going to be based on exactly what the future of the environment was based on in 1970. Common people. There's people listening to this site, to this Aregit, uh ride the tiger, okay? And that's what we're doing. We're riding a tiger, okay? And we're riding a tiger into the future. You don't ride a tiger backwards. You ride it forwards, okay? So... Your job now is to help us feed NHF so it can go in to the governments, the courtrooms, the corporations, and you guys that are listening that own corporations that pay taxes, you can do a tax deductible donation to NHF because they are the number one. I studied this for 40 years. Where is the number one agency that protects my children globally. I look at the children of the earth, all of them as mine. If we can't do that kind of a thing, we've lost touch with who we are and what God's plan is for human beings. I have eight children, three adopted. At the end of the day, I have no idea where children come from. They come from heaven. That's all I can believe. And the, 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 and children need love. Okay. They will thrive. And then they're going to need good diets. But I'll tell you this, all of it is enhanced if we get to the right warriors for our freedoms and our rights. And the number one warrior to protect our base of nutrition, our wars against toxic medicine, toxic 
uh, chemicals in our environment, our food, our agro, all the processed poisons in food today. Oh my God. Okay. The only answer and the only solution is the National Health Federation. And we need your help. We need you as members. We produce a publication. I tell you, it is. Health Freedom News. It's global. Immunity protection in the age of quarantine. We absolutely know how unhealthy quarantine is, but no, no doctor's going to tell you. You're in quarantine and you're not taking vitamins. Here's what I've learned. Anybody that ends up in our funeral homes from COVID, Here's what happened to them. They caught COVID. And then nobody told them why they caught COVID and why it's so hard on them. Because they have no nutrition in their body to fight it. None. So does anyone tell the person who gets COVID, I don't care what their age is, you do 50,000 milligrams of vitamin D3 for three days. You do 50,000 milligrams of vitamin A retinol for three days. You do vitamin C, 5,000 milligrams every day for three days. You do a little zinc, you do a little magnesium, you do whatever you can afford to do. This costs about $1.25 a day, maybe $1.50 a day for three days. The COVID goes away immediately. When I say immediately, I'm talking four, five, six, seven, eight, nine days. It's gone. It was the flu. You do not get those vitamins in the beginning. You are going to become very ill, and then you're going to end up in a hospital. Now, you think that the hospital would go, well, we all know it works. We've got all the scientific reports. They're coming out of doctors all over the world. High-dose intravenous vitamin C, 12,000 milligrams twice a day. Almost impossible to die. I mean, it's the heart, but, but guess what? Last week, I just buried my priest, Father Richard Raish from Our Lady of Mount Carmel, West in Cleveland, Ohio. And I just buried six months ago, my other confessor, Father Archangelo, 82 years old, because nobody would give them the high dose intravenous vitamin C. I am a warrior because I know nutrition. Mike, you're a doctor, you're in the laboratories, you've written over 240 scientific papers. Does vitamin C return health to a human being in an ICU that has COVID? High dose intravenous, does it work? We have seen it, yes. <laughs> over and over and over and over again. So why isn't that, if you can cure vitamin C, and if you can cure COVID with vitamin C, guess what you don't need? Uh, this is like $12 billion to get a vaccine we don't need. Let me ask you, Mike, you get COVID, you take the vaccine. Does the vaccine ever cure COVID? Well, let me tell you one thing. There's uh, Actually, it doesn't even prevent you from getting infected. It even prevents <laughs> Oh, yeah. and billions, billions. I don't even call it a vaccine. I don't even call it a vaccine. I call it a technique of genetic manipulation to create a protein, which is a toxin, so your body creates an antibody. So it's a very indirect way 
of battling this disease. They would have come up with a better vaccine if it would have been the total virus, an uh, attenuated virus or something would have been better because you create not only antibodies against the S protein, you will create antibodies against proteins of the, of the envelope, against proteins of the, uh, of the capsid. So you would have a better chance of, of battling not only uh, the original uh, SARS-CoV-2, but all the variants when you have that sort of thing, but that's more expensive. So they wanted to use this new technology, which is cheap to create this thing that you don't know what effects it will have at long-term. And now they want to vaccinate children. I think that will be devastating uh, error to do right now. But coming up again, what we need is what you said, we need education to empower the people. It's a, it's a grassroots movement that we need because that's the way in order for us to be successful. And people need this education on nutrition and supplementation. This nutrition-based medicine is the real thing, but people have to know it. And people, and it's simple. It's not that complicated. I mean, let the complicated thing for us. You just eat more of your vegetables and take your vitamins like all Hogan used to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you. Everybody, I, I don't know how to, listen, at 75, you learn how to love humanity. And I'm, I'm, I'm the broadcaster from Cleveland that, that, that worked to establish the first commercially successful FM radio station. And then I went global with that. At the end of the day, I have to tell you guys, wake up today, start to talk to your friends and family, get to www.thenhf.com, thenhf.com. And become a member and then get the publication now they have a library oh my god that library is everything you'll ever need to know to save your grandmother's life and to direct the doctor right now in america we get commercials well tell your doctor you want to consider this drug and 90 percent of the time the drug can kill you but they want you who don't know anything to watch this on TV, and then to go to your doctor going, I want to try this. Well, it, it can hurt me, it can blind me, it can kill me, but I, I want to try this because, you know, someone on TV told me to try it. Don't lose your minds. Trying it is insane. Go find out with a little bit of research from the National Health Federation or ISOM. Dot com, uh, dot org. Okay, uh, I'm getting the uh, that's the wrong one, Mike. What's the what's the what's the URL for uh, for orthomolecular medicine society? Isom.org. I think it is. Yeah, yeah I think I'm right. Again, thank you, Arijit, for opening up the world to the education. And we're dedicated now to World Leader Summit. This is our second year. And we know that we saved lives. 
Now, on the 8th and 9th of November, the 9th, everybody should be tuning in. Talk to everybody you can. Uh, the National Health Federation, NHF, is kicking off the World Leaders Summit. Uh, um, the Future of Medicine Foundation Conference and Doctors Forum. And the NHF is the key to the future of medicine returning health to humanity. The second day is the birth and evolution of the orthomolecular medicine movement on the shoulders of like Linus Pauling and Dr. Richard Cunyon, whose son was on yesterday. Uh, Arijit, can your audience get to the three videos? You know, the, uh, the three podcasts? I've, you, you've got to teach me how to do that. I, I've got, uh, I can send them out to people, but okay. So spread, spread, spread the health. <laughs> spread, spread the health. Okay, so thank well, you. Everyone. Uh, all these videos are actually available in the YouTube. You can just there search for Arijit Bhattacharya. My spelling is A-R-I-J-I-T space B-H-A-T-T-A. C H A R Y A. You can find my channel, and every video is there. You can watch it, you can share it, you can comment. It's there. And this show is actually live in Facebook. So you can probably check my public page, which is like uh, same origin Bhattacharya, the same name. I've got around, I think, uh, 4.8K followers over there with multiple share. That's happening. Just for the audience, we got around uh, eight shares at the moment. Two people commented. Um, of course, people are, of course, enjoying the total conversation. But coming back to the question, uh, do you have a question you would like Dr. Gonzalez to answer? I mean, uh, no, the, not, not a question, but probably I would love on the eighth and ninth. We'll be able to have the question. Yeah, the yeah. ninth and the eighth. Well, yeah. So one little summit will actually happen from fifth to ninth with uh, multiple several hundreds of speakers from 95 countries, which I created uh, last year during pandemic. It started in July. Till date, we have hosted more than 550 plus speakers in our monthly programs like Business Symposium, like our Leaders Connect, then Breakfast with Baron, plus our Mega Summit, which we started last year, December 2020. It went for 10 days. This year, because of pandemic, we are doing once again online for five days, but that's not the end. We are going to have a physical meetup which is going to happen in Dubai itself, end of November or the early uh, week of December, depending Ghana, on the Ghana, situation. Maybe. Yeah. Ghana. So that's going to happen. And that's what we are doing on physical meetup segment. But I would love to uh, share something with Michael and you both. You know, when I take you back to very old culture, which is Dravid culture, much before than Sanskrit culture, like way before than Harappa and Mahanjadaro. On that time, those times, Bharatbarsh, it's not India actually, India is a given name. We are never ever Indians. <laughs> you know, the Western people came and they changed our entire history so we became Indians. It's not Indians. We have Bharatiya, somehow they couldn't. Bharatiya, yeah. Yeah. So, so that they changed it then as their own will and we adopted that. That's funny, but uh, in that time, around 10,000 years back, we used to know, humanity used to know how to use their neuron, how to use their body parts to connect directly with the nature. They used to collect 
Swarpapurni. They used to collect ashwagandha. They used to collect a lot of, lot of different herbs, which nowadays in English only herb. English is a funny language, uh, Jack. Honestly, I know. English only have 26 letters. But unfortunately, if you look at Sanskrit or Pali or Dravid, it has got more than 50 letters. So we can't translate those names, which is <laughs> there in Sanskrit directly to English, just like your scientific name. Impossible. Those herbs used to cure cancer. We used to call it as Karkat Roga. Karkat is today's cancer. We used to heal that. It's not a medicine. We used to heal that with nutrition. Today's science somehow is not accepting that fact that nutrition is the key for a healthy body. Yeah. So probably, probably we can connect with those Western science with these, you call it Indian or Bharatiya, I'll call it Bharatiya, uh, uh, the Bharatiya science. And that's true that Chinese, they are interconnected with these part of Asia. And we oh, yeah. share a lot of, lot of common things. Somehow borders has been created because of political reason. Humanity never had borders. <laughs> how come, how come you, you are creating multiple countries? Why do you need multiple countries? Okay. So our body is just like that. If you are looking at gene, if we look at DNA structure, if we look at the skin color, it all depends on the location that you are, right? So I have a question to uh, uh, Professor Michael. If you can help our audience about understanding, depending on your appetite, I mean, grabbing protein, nutrition, vitamin, good fat, and carbohydrate, what kind of suggestion you want to give to them? so that they can have a healthy life. I understand, you know, it's a good combination of everything, but just from horse's mouth like you, an expert like you, if you can share a little bit about probably getting vitamin C, uh, get D3 with K2, probably getting good protein, good fat in body. People don't understand good fat is required. You need good fat, okay? You need carbohydrate. You can't just have only meat and only fat. You need, you need cholesterol. You need <laughs> cholesterol. You need cholesterol, yeah. You need everything. So if you can share a little bit. Yeah, well, base, basically, you know, I would like to like show a plate, and that plate, at least half of it should be vegetables. Uh, a little, one-third of the plate should be the piece of protein of your selection, but with all these things in mind, having in mind, it could be lentils, it could be meat, it could be poultry, it could be fish. Uh, but a third of the plate should be that. And then the other third could be uh, like root vegetables that have some sort of carbohydrate, but they should be uh, with their skin. So you increase the fiber and decrease the, uh, the glucose upload. So basically that will be something and nuts, add nuts to the, to the, to the vegetables. And that will be completely, you could add a little bit of, of coconut oil, avocado oil or olive oil uh, it should be uh, extra virgin and uh, organic. I think that that will be something very similar to what we need in order to have our bodies work as well. If we had all our food, which would have been organic, we wouldn't need uh, supplements. But having 
these problems with the food is that that's why we need supplements to balance these foods, really, uh, actually, because they lack the nutrients that they should have in the first place. But but I, I'm, I'm for supplements. We use them a lot in, in order to rebalance metabolism, especially in different uh, chronic degenerative diseases. And we have a lot of publications dealing with it. We have a very important publication, which I sent Jack, which is called Metabolic Correction, which is the biochemical principle of functional and orthomolecular medicine. It's basically telling you how the supplementation of vitamins and minerals improve your metabolism, corrects your uh, metabolic pathways in order to attain health because health is a state of balance and we want to return that balance. That's what we really want to do. Actually, it's very interesting that even it's a tie between religions and science. A lot of scientists don't want to talk about this, but when you see all these sages like Mahoma, Buddha, Jesus Christ, all of them understood how to manage energy, understood this complexity of, of the ether and the environment, how to manage this energy that Tesla talked about. Uh, all these principles of, of, of what it's called uh, quantum physics, they really not only understood them, but applied them. Yep. Actually, yep. there was one time, and all that us that have studied the Bible see that Jesus was disappeared for a couple of years. He was in India and in China learning how to do these things. Yep. Because <laughs> dimensional thing, he had the power, but he had to do how to learn how to do it in this dimension, this physical dimension. And and that's what he he almost, he almost he said also in the Bible said when when all these uh, the people were amazed at how he cured people with just a touch. You know, he said anybody could do it. And, and that's basically true. If we know how to manage energy, everybody could attain that level of, 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 of universal knowledge or utilization of energy, how to concentrate that energy, not only yours, but uh, uh, have access to that universal energy and apply it. I mean, and it's, it, it sounds crazy. It sounds multidimensional. It's a change in frequency and vibration. So when you go to sleep, you change dimensions. So yeah. it's not something that, that it's that complicated. It's something that the, what what do the old sages? How do they develop this? They develop by two things: one, meditation, and 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 fasting, because fasting improves mitochondrial function. And meditation helps you concentrate and change dimensions. So that's how you acquire, you have access to this universal energy. It's very interesting things. And it really ties all this, all this stuff that we've been talking about. I am you glad know, I, that you are raising it, uh, Professor. You know what? A lot of people don't understand. If you are going for fasting, probably for 12 hours, there are different methods of fasting. You are the expert. I'm just a small catalyst. I'm just giving you my experience. Uh, because I, I, I actually can speak and uh, write and uh, read Sanskrit very well. Normally, just like I do that in English. And I did my own kind of, uh, I would say, journey into spiritualism. I met with multiple level of sage and uh, I traveled to Himalayan mountains, met with them, stayed with them, exchanged values, exchanged knowledge and power. All of them are talking the same thing, and you are right. Somehow we are forgetting that. And when the association like us, we are trying to do something good, there will be a ripple, and this ripple effect will always come to us. But humanity will always accept the good ripple. And I believe that we're gonna we're gonna impact a lot more lives, 
save a lot more lives and probably impact a lot more lives, be that human or animal, I don't care. But we need to do that jointly. That's why community is. That's the reason we are human. Yep. Well, what, we, what we're doing with this is that we're increasing the level of consciousness of everybody. And that's, and that's really what we want to do in order to attain the universal balance needed. True. So we're on the right track. We have the right <laughs> track. True. I'm glad that we are doing this conversation. Yeah, Jack, sorry, please. No, 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 because this is really a brilliant dissertation between the two of you. Okay. The, um, uh, I want to add just one thing to what Mike was talking about when talking about diet. Okay. I promise you, and we talked about this December 18th with the first World Leader Summit with the Future of Medicine. And we talked about the guy that says, we're making, you know, we, we want to have food deal with delivering our nutrition. We've been told that all we need to do is eat food. Well, excuse me, that's no longer the case. Okay. And even organics are deficient. I can tell you that. Okay. Now, I promise you this, you can buy nutrition in a drugstore, but when you study it, you find out that the ingredients are synthetic ingredients, man-made ingredients. Like there's little babies that are not being breastfed, okay, that are getting a um, uh, 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 formula, right? Interesting they call it formula, right? And then when you do the research, you take it to the laboratory, uh, the nutrition in here is all synthetic. The National Health Federation is fighting globally for the agriculture to be made pristine so we can get quality nutrition. This is a chain of events. Anybody eating today, anywhere in the world, except for the most rural of communities, those blessed people on the farms and you name it, the simple lives of rural life and living out of your garden, okay. The end of the story is this. Everybody needs supplementation. Everybody needs a multivitamin. If you're a person of color, you need vitamin D3, 5,000 milligrams a day, every day of your life, and it's very cheap. Okay. Everybody needs vitamin C. The orange my father ate in 1946 when I was born which he actually had tested. I have to eat 14 oranges today to get the nutrition in one orange in 1945. Okay. So at the end of the day, I want to close my side of discussion here with the following. You need to supplement. You need to supplement with wholesome food that is found and refined molecularly into nutrition, supplementation, and when you get nutrition that is evolved out of agriculture that was maintained with integrities and minerals and multiple uh, nitrogens, okay, now you can get a vitamin to eat. And you say, well, okay, well, what makes nutrition-based medicine, nutrition-based medicine? And I'll level with you. It's volume. When you're sick, you just need more nutrition. When you have COVID, I give you 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C in a pill with D3 and retinol A, uh, ascorbic acid, vitamin C. Okay. It's gone. But when you're in the intensive care unit and your lungs are rotting and you're getting killed, okay, 
All you need is high dose intravenous vitamin C. In the arm, 12,000 milligrams, and the odds are in favor that, and, if, and you can take this up to 50, 70,000 milligrams a day. It doesn't hurt you. And you'll survive COVID. You'll have a miracle. It's not a miracle at all. It's just a proper use of nutrition to keep a human body alive. The only thing that keeps a human body a heart beating is nutrition. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And it was really, really exciting. And I'm sure that all of us actually enjoyed it. So stay tuned for our next summit. That's coming we Let me get, make a comment. Please. You know what the president of El Salvador did for his constituents? He gave everybody a little bag with ivermectin, aspirin, vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. That's what we should do in America. <laughs> Very few. Think about the death rate in, in, in El Salvador. He has reduced complications and has reduced death substantially. Hold on, I want to show everyone something. I don't know how to do this. It'll do the reverse, yeah. Okay, listen. I pray every day, two times a day in the morning and the evening. I started doing this when I was about seven years old. I'm an altar boy in the Catholic Church. I am the 75-year-old altar boy in my church. Okay. I'm burying priests that get COVID and no nutrition and no vitamin C that are younger than me. This makes me sick to my stomach. Okay. Now, I'm begging everyone because God gave you brains and I want you to use your brains. India suffered what it did not have to suffer this last year. Made me sick to my stomach. I have Indian family friends. We, I'm, I buried. Okay. Okay. You get to W, W, W dot. T H E N H F dot com. And you start to contribute to the battle we are in to protect our freedom and our rights to nutrition in agriculture, food, and supplements. Don't let me down. Don't let your children down. Don't let your grandparents down. Grow in your responsibility to become your own doctor. That's Socrates talking to you 3,000 years ago. If a man is not his own doctor, by the time he is 45 years old, he has not risen to the level of responsibility to care for his family. That's the law. And I beg you to listen to it. God bless you. I'll see you on the 9th. And I'll see you on the 8th and 9th. And Dr. Gonzalez will be with us and so will Scott Tips. You get to hang out with the president of the National Health Federation. This guy fights every day his entire life. My God, help him. He's one on earth. There's, there's one Scott Tips on earth. There was one Linus Pauling, and then there was a second Dr. Richard Cunyon. You have the legacy of Dr. Richard Cunyon in our foundations, and his son will be back with the nutrition We'll see you on the 8th and 9th. Okay, guys. So see you on 5th, actually. So they'll be there on 8th to 9th. Uh, 
within World Leaders Summit. See you soon and stay tuned. Thank you so much for being here. Thank God you. Bless you. God bless you, Arijit. <laughs>